Welcome to the Next Level Leaders Podcast with me, Dr. Joseph Walker. This podcast is designed to offer strategies and moving vision to reality. Leaders can expect to be mentored, inspired, challenged to succeed at the next level. So prepare to be exposed, empowered, and equipped for excellence. Thank you for connecting and allowing this space to become an opportunity for growth and collaborative learning. Now, let's go on this journey together and spark the change we wish to see in ourselves, our teams, and the world. Well, thank you once again for tuning in to Next Level Leaders Podcast. I'm Dr. Joseph Von Walker III. Of course, I thank all of you for being a part of this podcast where we try to empower, we try to equip you and expose you to some of the greatest minds and thinkers and strategists on the planet. We're not talking about people who are thinking about it or dreaming about it, but people that are actually doing it. And we've been in this series uh, this month. Many of you who've been watching and following us know that it's a very important time for us to have this particular discussion today as we begin to talk about how to navigate life through a pandemic. My co-host has been my wonderful and amazing wife, Dr. Stephanie. Hey, honey. Hey. And we've been uh, interviewing some extraordinary guests this month, last week, really talking about how to get your body together and your health and all of that. And of course, we talked initially just about our home life and balance and doing creative things. things flow, yeah. et cetera. Yeah, no, yeah. for sure. And uh, so, but, but one of the most pressing uh, issues that we have to deal with in this unprecedented time is the area of money finance. There's a lot going on right now. And we're seeing the dichotomy between economic downfall. Then we're seeing a stimulus package come forth. We're seeing the juxtapositioning of the quality of health in America and the world over against the economy and which now is more important. And we know health and people are, but we're seeing that tension there. We're seeing people be forelowed, laid off. We're seeing corporations having to downsize, do a lot of different things to adapt and we don't know how long this is going to last. Is this the new normal? Are we going to be in this space or will we recover? There are a lot of folks who are worrying about the retirement. All this kind of stuff is happening. And we want to talk about this today. We want to talk about all of these impactful things that affect us day to day. Because, you know, if your money ain't right, ain't nothing right. So I'm grateful today and we're very excited, my wife and I, to host this particular conversation because we have one of the brightest minds on the planet to really help us navigate this tough terrain of finance. His name is Michael Blivens, and he is a managing director of wealth management for Northwestern Mutual, uh, an incredible company. He's an incredible uh, financial advisor, a person who understands market trends, who understands insurances, who understands really how to position yourself and be poised during these turbulent times and I'm just grateful to have him on today because we've got tons of questions for our listeners today. Michael, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Bishop, and, and thank you, Dr. Steph, for, for having me. Um, really appreciate, you know, you guys hosting this uh, this podcast. I think it is uh, it's for sure doing a lot to people around the world to be able to hear from leaders, and you guys are sort of taking the lead on that. And so right now, I'll tell you, this is a very... Uh, tumultuous time, particularly as it relates to just what's going on in the economy and with the coronavirus and our healthcare system. So I know that people are scared and concerned and it's a time of uncertainty. So I was uh, honored when you asked me to, to come on and spend some time with you. So thank you again. Well, yeah, man. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's such a urgency now for people to really get the proper information and to know, you know, should they be panicking or should they not? Exactly. And so one of the things I want to just open up with and just a broader conversation is, 
you know, what, what would you say, you know, like for folks right now who are in the stock market, let's deal with this first, because people who have their money tied up in, in investments and they're seeing the stock market take a big hit, you know, can you talk about the trends and what to do? Should they panic? Should they come out? Should they cash out? Should they, you know, come to you and say, give me my money. I'm going to go put it in my pillow. You know, <laughs> and like, what should people do, man? Like this is like a gut check, right? And it's, it's like real. real. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it is real. I would start with saying the COVID-19 is new, but market volatility isn't. You know, we've experienced market volatility before and people who have been around We've seen the ups and downs, particularly when you have a crisis like a virus that goes through. In 2003, you had SARS. 2006, you had swine flu. You had Ebola in 2015. You had Zika in 2016. And so each time that these things sort of spiked, you saw that the market reacted directly correlated to it. And so I think one of the things that I would start with is just saying that this level of volatility isn't anything new. And the worst thing that you can do is to cash out your 401k or your 403b or your IRAs or liquidate them or turn them all to cash because you've essentially done what investing 101 says not to do, which is in, in some ways you, you've bought high and sold low because um, we never want to sell assets in the position, particularly in the down market. And so I think that's my sort of generic feedback. I think everybody's situation is a little bit different. When you think about people who are getting very close to retirement, you know, they may need to make some adjustments in terms of their allocation if they're within five years of retirement because they may not be able to have enough time to absorb the volatility. Um, But people with time, I think that it's one of those things that as long as you feel confident that your plan is solid, you just gotta, you just gotta let it go and absorb the volatility and, and, and understand and recognize that your plan, if you have a comprehensive plan, that it was built and designed for that. I think the government is doing all it can, you know, because we don't really know what's going to happen with the future of this virus. And I saw something. I think you probably, you guys saw the same thing that said saying that there could be up to a couple hundred thousand deaths before it's all over in the U.S. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. we don't really know exactly where this is going to go. But the government and the federal government is trying all they can by trying to put more money and stimulus into the economy so that everything doesn't just fall apart. And these times right now, I think people are scared and they're uncertain. Folks are losing jobs and businesses are, you know, having to file bankruptcy and, and having to shut down and events like this happening. And, and sometimes I think that this sort of thing happens in, in some ways to help us to refocus and maybe realign. I think you said that in one of the messages a couple of weeks mm-hmm, ago, like mm-hmm. sometimes there are things like this that, uh, that happen. And I can say this in my own life. It has uh, forced me being home with my kids three weeks, maybe not of school. And boy, I tell you, it's, uh, it's really sort of realigned me to, to help me to have perspective on really what's important. And I think that for believers in the body of Christ, I think this is another opportunity for us to, to really reconnect with the source that's responsible for it all. And let's be prudent and make sound decisions, but not freak out because we know that there's a greater plan as long as we have a strategy in place as it relates to our finances. That's incredible. Yeah, that's that's, that's, agree 10,000%. Absolutely. And the only things I want to ask you, Mike, what would you advise people right now? You know, you talk about people being laid off, bankruptcy, et cetera, but there are people at home right now listening, right? Mm -hmm. And how do you, 
how do you advise them in terms of making a plan now? I don't want to play Monday morning quarterback. I mean, we're not going to go beat people up because we know they didn't have three months saved up, right. and now they're feeling the pinch of that. We, we're sure. not, yeah. Like, what are some basic things? Like, what are the top two to three things that anybody across the board can do, regardless of where their socioeconomic status stands right now? Well, that's a great question. I think the people that are generally panicking in, in some ways right now are people who probably haven't taken the time and for whatever reason. And, you know, you shouldn't feel ashamed about it. It's just, it just is what it is. You haven't taken the time to really have a written and, and thorough plan. And that plan really integrates having savings, emergency funds, having the proper amount of insurance coverages to make sure that you protect against anything bad happening. And then as it relates to all the investments, you know, retirement-oriented or, or whether it's for education for your kids, those investments really should have an objective. And the objective is, what would determine how the money should be allocated. So if you have a long-term viewpoint and perspective, so let's say retirement is 15 years down the road, then you have the ability to be able to, to have an allocation of stocks and bonds in that portfolio that is designed to weather volatility like we're experiencing right now. And so I think what I would encourage people to do who, who are sitting at home, and this is actually a really good time, is to go back your budget and sort of look at it and sort of think about and reformulate and get a really clear understanding of, of what your actual expenses are. Mm-hmm. I know being home for three months or for three weeks, I had spent a lot less money eating out and all the other stuff that we all like to do. And to be quite honest with you, I, I miss not being able to go play golf. But other than that, I did, it's been cool. And so I think that this is probably a really good time because you're in there and you're with your family to really sit down and discuss money and have a serious talk of related to the budget because you guys can establish some parameters around your spending habits. I think that that could be one of the, the single most efficient ways to be able to create and build some wealth because you've got that you can find opportunities and places to save. There's a lot of uh, little foxes out there, right? And now you realize, you know, here's an opportunity to assess, you know, where your money's been going, That's you know, right. going through your you know, cable bill and saying, wait a minute, why am I paying for this? Or why am I spending this? And then you think about all the money you're saving because you're not having to buy gas. <laughs> you know, then you start going at, here comes the first Easter. You just had Easter and you didn't have to buy, you know, any clothes for wow. Easter. That's you know, right. and you start looking at, wow, like, like really, you know, how much money is slipping through my hands and it causes you to reassess and reappropriate those funds and, and really begin to realize you may have more money on Same hand thing. than you thought you did. Yeah. And uh, uh, that's, that's, that's brilliant. Go ahead, huh? It's funny you say that because there's an old economist that I remember reading when I first got into uh, in the financial plan about 15 years ago. I was reading one of the books and he said, think of your money as a bar of soap. The more you handle it, the less you have. <laughs> mm, that's powerful. You think about that. Ooh, think about that. Like the more that's, you handle it, the more you handle the it. less you have, just like a bar of soap. And, and so, where this leads me is more of uh, taking the position of seeking some help, some 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 outside consultation. You know, make sure you find somebody that you trust and with a reputable firm. Sure. But I, I I believe that it's super important for you to hire a professional. I mean, if you get sick, you're gonna hire a doctor. You gotta go to court, you hire an attorney, and this is no different. And I think you guys, people think that having a financial planner is only really for rich people, and I think that it's just misleading. There are planners and firms out there that are meeting with clients across the spectrum. Mm-hmm. It really helps them to dig in and to have a better understanding of budgeting, 
and helping them to create good habits around saving. And so I would encourage everybody to really think about finding someone to help them with this because, you know, as, as humans, we are very emotional when it comes to money. Hmm. And, and quite often we make poor decisions because we are, we're basing those decisions based on emotion. And there was a study done by the uh, Dalbar, by Dalbar Incorporated, and they studied human behavior, particularly as it relates to investment. And over the last 20 years, so, and I'm sort of skimming through it, but in a nutshell, what it said was over the last or the rolling 20-year period, if you had all your money in the S&P 500, which is just, you know, all indexes and you just left it alone, you would have averaged over that 20-year time frame 9.8% return, okay, which would have been pretty good. They compared that to the average investor, and the average investor over that same time frame only averaged 5.19% return, okay? Mm. So there's a 4% difference in return that the average investor had versus if you'd have left the money alone and let it sit. And what they call that 4% return, they call that the behavior gap. And what they're referencing as a part of the behavior gap is that we are naturally inclined to make poor decisions with money all the time. Study after study has shown that when the market goes up, investors put more money in. And when the market goes down, they take more money out, which is contrary to investing 101, which is buy low and sell high. But what it actually ends up happening because as humans, we respond to the market conditions and we respond to all of these other stimuli that are telling us we need to buy. And we've already kind of missed the run. And then when it starts to go down, we want to take the money out. And so we have consistently people make poor decisions uh, regarding the money and make decisions at the wrong time, which is why it's important to have, you know, a professional helping you with this so that they can help give you a long-term perspective and the understanding of your time horizon, and to be a voice to lean on during times like this to talk you off the ledge and doing something that you shouldn't be doing. Right. Um, and I think it is super, super, super important. You know, I think that, you know, <laughs> wow, it is important to find the right person to help you to navigate these waters because I do think nobody wants to end up with a little piece of soap. I know what that looks like, right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, one of the things that I, th- I think is, in, is critical to talk about and, you know, now is diversification, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Not having all your stuff in one egg. The Bible speaks about that in Ecclesiastes, you know, cast your bed for many waters and it'll come back to you. And, you know, a lot of folks are like, what, what, are you, what would you say to people like in terms of diversifying your portfolio or making certain you have a variety of different assets in different places? I talk about four streams of exactly. revenue yeah, right. so that if one thing shuts down, you know, you got something else coming in and, and, you know, always trying to monetize your vision and ideas. But then when you get that money, not just putting it all in one space. Can you talk about that for a moment? Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, of course, diversification is, uh, is essential. And, and I think that there's diversification in, in a couple of different Context is, is what I'll give you. Yeah. I think there's diversification in terms of making sure that you have the appropriate amount of risky assets or stocks as a part of your portfolio compared to the appropriate amount of fixed income and bonds. And so they act differently and in, in, uh, depending on the market conditions. And so that's one level of diversification because that is just helping to balance out the risk that you're assuming in a portfolio, how much money 
you know, you're willing to lose and, and what the balance is. So I think that that's one element of it. Another element of it, though, is, you know, some people like the idea of having a couple of different people with different firms and to be able to help them sort of navigate. And in some ways, I think that a lot of people find it to be helpful. And it just depends on the person because you can have a couple of sets of eyes looking at the same problem. And they could actually, if they came together, they may be able to be able to provide more insight because you've got more experience, more expertise, assuming that they're all on the same page. With, and the goal should be to really help the client more than anything. That should really be the, the only interest that matters should be the interest of the client. So I think that that's one element of diversification. And I think that for some, I think the other element of diversification is really about tax diversification. Because depending on the type of vehicles you choose, from an investment standpoint, whether it's real estate, whether it's mutual funds or stocks, whether it's insurance, whether it's a Roth IRA, all of those things have different tax treatments. And so understanding why it's important to not have every vehicle that you own or every asset that you own to be taxed the same way, it's because when you do that, it limits your ability to be strategic in the future, given um, whatever that the tax environment could be at that time. And so I think diversification from a risk standpoint is important. Diversification from an advisor or firm standpoint could be very helpful. And also to tax diversification, I think, could be another very efficient way to be able to build and accumulate wealth long-term. That's good, I think Mike. when you think yeah. about, yeah, when you think about this, though, and when it comes to down markets, I, I was thinking about this, too, because um, I'm having clients, uh, calls with clients right now just to, uh, you know, just to review me during times like this. And, and one of the things that I've done my research, I've uh, realized, and I've been, you know, in wealth management for 15 years, what I know is that the, 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 the market's going to inevitably go down. But what I also know is that it's going to come back up again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so making sure that we have your strategy is, is built and encompasses and design with volatility in mind is going to be really, really important for everyone that's working with whoever their advisor is. But when you go back and look in history, I mean, and this is what's really important to know. Over the last 60 or 70 years, as it relates to the stock market, there's been a significant downturn in the market at least once every six years hmm. on average. So you think about that. Most people want to spend the majority of the time thinking about what's happening when we're in the accumulation phase of building wealth. But it's also equally important to be thinking about the distribution phase while you're starting to implement and integrate whatever your plan is now. Because imagine if, you, this is Dr. Steph, you guys retired 60 and y'all live to 90. Well, there's probably going to be five on average. It's a good chance there'll be five down markets over the course of your retirement. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And those down markets, when you're talking about if all of your assets are, you know, signed up one way or in an IRA or whatever, however they are, imagine experiencing five down markets where the market may be down 20 to 25 percent. And that takes a significant blow mm-hmm, or has a significant mm-hmm. blow to your overall retirement. And chances are, if you haven't planned appropriately, you could run out of money. If it's not done right, because experience in five down markets over 30 years, that's a lot. Advisors now are trained to help clients to be thinking about, and this is what our firm does a lot of work on, helping not only to think about 
how do we make sure that you are we're managing and managing money towards the goals that you have today? But also factoring in the distribution planning during your retirement years is almost equally, if not more important than it is what we're designing through the accumulation phase. And so I think having, having an advisor and a planner that has the ability and the capacity to help you think through both phases because, you know, you're expecting the assuming that the relationship is good that you're going to work with them for 30, 40, 50 years. And so they need to be well-versed. Man, that is, that is some yeah. incredible and resourceful uh, information to have and to know. And the, the market does, you know, kind of naturally have this volatility. And I think it's important that we, we do plan forward and have the right folks around us to make sure that we, we do it. Let me just say this and, and be prepared to close. You know, there's a lot of resources available for people out there at any level, social economic level right now, the stimulus package. And there's a lot of stuff out there on the website and you can get to, we've dropped a lot of stuff in our Facebook community page, uh, Mount Zion Church Nashville to help people navigate that and make small businesses and a lot of grants and things like that. And it's important that people do their due diligence before they just go out and take on new new debt, right. you know, and I think that's one of the things, you know, just want you to speak to that, uh, you know, finally, just, you know, the, trying to avoid the debt trap and let people know really about the resources that may be available for them, particularly during a time like this. Yeah, I think that's, uh, that's also very good and, and, and timely. I think it's, um, you know, people are hurting and, and it's hard to know how widespread and how long this is going to, you know, what we're experiencing right now is going to last. And so I think accumulating more debt is, uh, is not the, not the answer. I think that you, you'll have business owners and, and, and I think this may be on the site. I think I saw this. The government is offering these SBA loans and you can work with your local bankers to kind of help you think through that. If you're a business owner mm-hmm. and you're losing revenue or things like that, they're, they're giving out, um, now it's a little bit of red tape that you have to jump through, but but they're willing to give you some capital that 90% of it may be forgiven, assuming that you meet these requirements and keep people employed and things like that. So those resources are out there. Uh, I think if I saw it on the side and then, you know, your local bankers could help you with that. And, and as a business owner, sometimes that, that may be what you need to, uh, you know, to keep you afloat while people are having a social distance and can't patronize your business, those resources are going to be out there and be available for sure. I would say that trying to, to minimize the amount of new debt that you're taking on right now should be super critical. One, because we're in the house for another month, so don't go buy anything. And this, you, know, you, can buy, you can't, you can't, you can't say drive it, again, it nowhere anyway. Say it again. Say it again for my co-hosts. Say it for my co-hosts again. Yeah, Dr. Steph, don't go hey, buy anything. Hey, you can't hey, wear hey. it. You can't drive it anywhere. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so you don't have to get anything new. You know, kids are not going to school, so we don't have to go and borrow money to make sure that they're looking good. And so taking on any new debt just wouldn't be smart particularly when we're in a crisis because we just don't know how long it's going to last. And a lot of people are saying getting back to normal. And I think this, you said the best, there's probably going to be a new normal. Mm-hmm. You know, this may not For be sure. the same For as sure. it looked before. And so be very hesitant to go out and, and, and purchase anything new. The other thing I would say as it relates to just the volatility that we're experiencing, I, I heard a guy once say, you know, the only time you get hurt on a roller coaster is if you jump off. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and I say that sort of tongue in cheek because I think it's it's, it's funny in, in some ways, but but it's true. Like leave your retirement accounts alone, 
let them let them recover. Let them, you know, they're going to experience the volatility, but they're going to rebound. If you look at what happened in the month of March, there'll be one day where the market was down five or six percent, you know, down a thousand points to fifteen hundred points. And if you'd have moved your money and took it out of cash that day, you'd have missed the run. The very next day, it was up two thousand points. And so, like, you just can't consistently win and make the right decisions when you're trying to make those decisions, you know, on the fly based on, on your emotions. So I would just encourage everybody to just seek out a professional, make sure that their investments are allocated and with a goal in mind. And if they're allocated with a long-term perspective, just leave them and, and, and let it ride. Make sure that you have your insurances in place because we don't really know. I mean, you think about it, you got 250,000 people that might die Imagine if they're dying and they don't have any life insurance and they're leaving kids and spouses behind with no revenue stream and income to be able to make sure that they go to college and pay the mortgage and things like that. Like all of this stuff is important and it's a part of a comprehensive planning approach. And if you did that, it allows you to be in times like this when when the expansion volatility did not have to panic. Well, Mike, I tell you what, we really appreciate you, man. This has been such, such an important conversation and this is what, you know, we really want to bring to our listeners on this podcast. And for those of you that have been listening in, I know it's, you've been taking notes and, you know, our takeaways are very clear today. You really have to be cognizant of, you know, how you're positioning your money and looking now and assessing how you're spending it and now making some determinations about resetting uh, your money and finding that money that you've been wasting and saying, how do I reposition that? finding me a financial advisor or someone that can really handle this for me and, and advise me appropriately because you have to diversify. You have to think about now more than ever. We don't know when the next downturn is going to happen after this. We will get through this, but we never know when the next one will happen. And we'll feel a whole lot better if you had three months saved up and if you had your insurance in place and if you had diversification in place and all those particular things are critical in terms of making certain that you survive this season. We are incredibly grateful and thankful for uh, the opportunity we've had to talk to Mike. It has been a blessing. And I tell you what, I am so, so thankful for him and thankful for what he has shared with us. And so to that end, we want to thank you so much for being a part of Next Level Leaders podcast. Honey, it's been amazing, right? It's awesome. It's, yeah, it's no, been no. great. Couldn't ask for more. Thanks, so, Mike. Thank you for, so much for being a part of Next Level Leader podcast. And we'll be in touch and we'll see you soon. God bless. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I want you to subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com, or whatever podcasts are downloaded. I also want you to follow me on Instagram at josephwalker3. I look forward to connecting with you.